Hello, and welcome to Notes on the Week Ahead, a J.P. Morgan Asset Management podcast that gives you insights on the markets and economy to help you stay informed for the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is April 11th, 2022. A number of years ago, as part of a team-building exercise at an overseas conference, I got bullied into taking a ride on a particularly fearsome roller coaster. For someone who suffers from vertigo and is an admitted control freak, the next 90 seconds were not pleasant. Once the ride stopped, I stumbled out of the contraption. However, I could not proceed with our merry band of team builders until I had done a serious inventory of the state of the world, starting with some rather fundamental questions. After a tumultuous first quarter of 2022, which included the rise and fall of Omicron, a new and terrible war in Ukraine, soaring inflation, and a major rise in interest rates, many investors must be feeling much the same. So it's probably worth taking inventory of the fundamentals. With so much going on, however, it's critical to do this in a structured way, starting with exogenous factors, then moving on to the economy, then thinking about what all this implies for Fed policy, and then finally considering investment implications. So here goes. On the pandemic, average new cases having fallen from over 800,000 in mid-January to 30,000 by mid-March, have now stalled out of that level, as the even more contagious Omicron BA2 variant has grown to account for 72% of US cases. However, fatalities have fallen to between 500 and 600 per day, and while that is still a horrific total, the risk of death is very low for most fully vaccinated Americans who are not immunocompromised. This being the case, COVID impacts on the US economy are diminishing quickly. On fiscal policy, concerns about inflation in an overheating economy make it unlikely that Washington will pass any major fiscal stimulus before the midterm elections, although some broad budget bills should pass before the voters go to the polls. For investors, this also reduces the risk of any major increase in corporate taxes. History suggests that the President's party will lose control of one or both houses of Congress in November, sharply reducing the prospects for further fiscal action before the 2024 presidential election. On Ukraine... Amidst appalling human suffering, Russian forces have failed to capture Kyiv, potentially setting the stage for a drawn-out conflict in eastern Ukraine. Disruption to Russian and Ukrainian supplies of energy, food and other commodities have added to global inflation. However, despite outrage over Russia's actions, Europe has not stopped importing Russian oil and gas, and the willingness of China and India to continue to work with Russia could limit some of the long-term effects of the war on global commodity prices. On growth, Retail sales data for March, due out on Thursday, should confirm a solid first quarter for consumer spending. That being said, slow inventory growth and deteriorating trade numbers could cut first quarter real GDP growth to below 1% annualized. The second quarter should see a continued opening up of the travel, leisure and entertainment sectors, and with more normal trade and inventory numbers, real growth rebound to 3% or more. Thereafter, however, fading fiscal stimulus, rising interest rates, slowing employment growth and fading reopening effects should lead to a deceleration of growth roughly 2.5% year-over-year by the end of 2022 and 2% year-over-year by the fourth quarter of 2023. On jobs, strong wage gains should bring some potential workers in from the sidelines, with the labour force participation rate rising from 62.3% in the first quarter of 2022 to 63.0% by the fourth and 63.4% by the fourth quarter of 2023, surpassing the pre-pandemic quarterly peak of 63.3%. However, even with this, the unemployment rate could drift down to a nearly 70-year low of 3.3% by the fourth quarter of this year and fall further to 3.1% by the end of 2023. 
Notably, these numbers are below the Fed's forecast of 3.5% at the end of both 2022 and 2023. On profits, the week ahead marks the unofficial start of the first quarter earnings season, with 14 S&P 500 companies set to report their numbers. After an exceptionally strong 2022, further earnings gains will be slower, reflecting stronger wage growth, higher interest costs, and slower nominal GDP growth. Overall, we expect S&P 500 operating earnings to achieve high single-digit growth this year and low single-digit growth in 2023, following a 70% gain last year. On inflation, Tuesday's CPI report should show inflation soared to a fresh 40-year high of 8.2% year-over-year in March. Although surging inflation pressures due to the Ukraine war will be a highlight of this report, broader inflation pressures are building. While the growing outbreak of COVID in China poses a new threat to production, it's likely the supply chains will recover in the year ahead. This, along with slower growth in consumer incomes, should tame inflation in the goods sector. Nevertheless, strong gains in wages, rents, and inflation expectations should keep inflation stubbornly high, with core consumption deflation inflation averaging 4% year-over-year by the fourth quarter of 2022 and 3.4% by the fourth quarter of 2023, well above the Federal Reserve's long-term goal of 2%. On the dollar, the trade-weighted dollar has risen by roughly 4% year-to-date in a predictable reaction uh, to both the uncertainty caused by the Ukraine war and the Federal Reserve's more hawkish stance. It should be noted also that since inflation is higher in the United States than in other major developed countries, the real exchange rate has seen further appreciation. In the short run, a more hawkish Fed and solid U.S. economic growth could push the dollar higher. However, U.S. trade numbers continue to deteriorate and the dollar could well begin to fall later this year or in 2023 as nominal GDP growth slows. On the Federal Reserve, the Fed clearly used the minutes of its March meeting, which were released last Wednesday, as a way to communicate its intentions with regard to its balance sheet. This, combined with speeches of Fed officials and future of the market pricing, suggests a further 2% rise in the federal funds rate by the end of 2022, with the Federal Reserve ramping up to a $95 billion monthly reduction pace in its asset holdings by mid-summer. By the end of the year, inflation is likely to be still running above the Fed's targets, while unemployment rates should be at generational lows. However, provided inflation is easing, the Fed may decide to raise rates more slowly in 2023, as it seeks to avoid pushing the economy into recession. Well, given all of this, how should investors adjust their strategy? First, even with a major bond market sell-off, real long-term interest rates remain negative. This being the case, and with the Federal Reserve having just embarked on a path of aggressive tightening, long rates could move up further, limiting fixed income returns. That being said, any underweight to fixed income in portfolios should probably be more modest than at the start of the year, given higher coupons and a better potential for Treasuries to protect a portfolio if the economy were to tip into recession. Second, given the macro outlook of slowing nominal GDP growth and rising interest rates, U.S. equities overall look challenging, particularly given a forward P.E. ratio of the S&P 500 that's still roughly 15% above its 25-year average. However, within the market, value stocks carry a P.E. ratio which is much lower than normal relative to growth stocks, which could point to better returns for value going forward, particularly in a rising rate environment. Third, international equities also look very cheap relative to U.S. stocks and could fare better if the Ukraine conflict is resolved and, if as seems likely, U.S. economic growth slows relative to the rest of the world. And finally, with traditional asset classes challenged, investors may want to pay greater attention to alternatives such as real estate and infrastructure for diversification and income, and to clean energy for new sources of growth. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. If you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your JP Morgan representative. 
This content is intended for information only based on assumptions in current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.